This podcast of Central Indiana Today is brought to you by Figment 2 McDonald's. Stop by any of their stores in Avon, Brownsburg, Danville, Speedway, and 10th Street next to Ben Davis High School for great specials, including the two for $2.50 and two for $5. They also have all-day breakfast items, which now include biscuits and McGriddles. And coming soon to the Danville location, Wednesdays will be family night. Figment 2 McDonald's is a proud supporter of Central Indiana Today and WYRZ 98.9. Hello, this is Kevin Kersey of the Kevin Kersey Agency. The Kevin Kersey Insurance Agency, a member of the Farmers Insurance Group, can help you with your home, life, auto, or business needs. And our phone number is 317-286-3481. We can also be found on Facebook at the Kevin Kersey Agency or at our website, www.farmersagent.com forward slash K Kersey. And you're always welcome to stop in at 480 East Northfield Drive, Suite 300 in Brownsburg. Hey, Hendricks County, this is radio and TV commentator Abdul Hakim Shabazz, the editor and publisher of IndyPolitics.org. It's the place where smart Hoosiers get their news. Although the state house is just a few miles away, we know sometimes it can seem like a million miles. But you know what? When it comes to issues like road funding, schools, putting more Hoosiers to work, and fighting the drug epidemic, those issues hit close to home. That's why we want you to bookmark IndyPolitics.org. At IndyPolitics.org, we bring you in-depth, comprehensive coverage of the big issues facing in Indiana. And we also bring you Indiana's newsmakers in their entirety. And here's what's even better doesn't cost you a thing. So pay us a visit, indypolitics.org. It's where smart Hoosiers get their news. The Kevin Kersey Agency presents Central Indiana Today on 98.9 WYRZ. Today's program is made possible by the Kevin Kersey Agency. And now here's your host, Rob Kendall. Welcome into another edition of Central Indiana Today. I'm Rob Kendall. Thanks for joining us. On the program, we're going to speak with Laura Loomer. She's with the group Rebel Media, formerly with Project Veritas, and she has made national news with her viral video of a run-in with Chelsea Clinton at a recent book signing. So talk to her about that and about going undercover for some big political projects. Plus, we'll speak with Grant Monahan. He's the president of the Indiana Retail Council, and we're going to be talking about retail businesses in Indiana, how they're doing, what are some of the things they'd like to see done, and what's the future for retail right here in the Hoosier State. But first, my conversation with Laura Loomer of Rebel Media about her viral video, It Has Taken the Internet by Storm, about a recent run-in with Chelsea Clinton at a Clinton book signing. Here's that conversation. Starts off with Laura detailing the event. I found out that Chelsea Clinton was having a book signing for her new children's book. It's called She Persisted. And basically, um, Chelsea describes the book as a book for, um, you know, inspiring women, 13 women in history who um, who persisted despite uh, being told no, that they couldn't do things. And then she, you know, declared to the audience and all of the children at the book signing event that the book was for anyone who wanted to uh, speak up, but had been told to quiet down or made to feel that they were not important. So I was thinking to myself, wow, this is pretty hypocritical given the fact that, you know, uh, a lot of women during the presidential campaign um, came out with accusations that Bill Clinton had either sexually assaulted them or sexually harassed them. And, you know, those allegations were um, hard to ignore given the fact that we all know that Bill Clinton does have um, uh you know, some deviant sexual behaviors um, that have been well documented in the past. So um, I thought, well, why not ask Chelsea to sign the book for one of Bill's uh, rape victims? Um, 
because Juanita Broderick, of all people, has persisted. And she was definitely silenced during the Hillary Clinton, um, you know, the campaign, of course. And, uh, you know, even Hillary during a town hall um, displayed hypocrisy when she said that all rape victims should be believed. And a young woman had asked her if that included Juanita and Paula and all of these other women, you know. This video has been picked up by websites all over the internet. Hannity, Milo, what's it like to be internet famous? It's been very interesting to watch some of the people who I look up to and people who I admire a lot, like Sean Hannity and Alex Jones and Milo Yiannopoulos, to share the video and talk about it on their platform. So, and that was my first day on the job, so yeah, it's going pretty well. Tell us about Chelsea's reaction when you ask her to come up and sign the book. So I, I walk up. Uh, shortly after Huma Abedin had her book signed with her son. And I I asked her, I was like, hi, Chelsea, how are you? Uh, you know, because you wrote this book, um, can you sign it for my friend Juanita Broderick? And she obviously was very embarrassed. Her face turned red, uh, you can see from the video. And she didn't really know how to respond. So I think she just said, uh, thank you for coming. And that was it. But she, she, was she didn't sign your book. Um, no, she didn't sign it for Juanita Broderick. She was in the process of signing her name, but she stopped once she heard me say Juanita Broderick. So you didn't get the full Chelsea Clinton autograph then? No, I, I have the autograph, but she um, she did not um, sign it for Juanita. How hard was it to get a ticket to get your item autographed? What's it like at a Chelsea Clinton book signing? It was actually really simple. I mean, it was at Barnes & Noble. There was no security at all, despite the fact that Bill Clinton was there and whom Abedin and Chelsea were all there. Um, so I just walked upstairs. I purchased the book, and I sat through her very boring reading to the children. And then I waited in line and got my book signed. It was actually very simple. Are you nervous approaching someone and doing something like this with people that are well-known like the Clintons? No, because I feel like I already know them because these people are very high profile and, um, you know, they, they speak out and you see them on TV, you watch their interviews, you see, you know, during the campaign, I felt like I knew the entire Clinton family, you know, because I was doing undercover work and um, I got to meet pretty much the entire Clinton family, um, you know, during the presidential campaign. And when you know so much about a person in their personal life, it's almost just like talking to an acquaintance or a friend. Again, our guest is Laura Loomer. Tell us about Rebel Media. Um, Rebel is, um, you know, it's a growing news outlet out of uh, Toronto, Canada. Um, they're really expanding. Um, it's all internet-based, and, you know, they have, you know, an office in Canada, of course, but reporters all around the world who are gathering news um, and breaking stories. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's one of the leading um, alternative media sites. Do you just have ideas, say, I want to go do this, and they say, have at it? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of, um, you know, a lot of freedom. And, um, I mean, of course, I have to run my stories by them. But uh, so far, I've been able to do whatever I want to do and cover it as long as it's legal and there's not a really high uh, security risk. You worked for O'Keefe and Project Veritas for a while. Tell us about that. Yeah, I worked for Project Veritas for about three years, and um, I did a lot of undercover work. I started... Uh, when I was a senior in college, and um, I ended up doing a sting on my own university. And one month before my graduation, they they kicked me out. 
and they banned me from the school premises and told me that I uh, wasn't allowed to attend my graduation, despite the fact that I had a 4.0 GPA and was valedictorian. So I wasn't even allowed to go to my own graduation. Do you have a favorite undercover operation you did? Yeah, I've done a lot of stories. Uh, probably the the best one or the, the one I enjoyed doing most was when I, uh, I put a burqa on. And um, on election day, I went to Huma Abedin's polling location. And, um, you know, I said that I was there to get the ballot of Huma Abedin. And they, I was speaking in the third person the entire time because you obviously can't say you are somebody that's, that's against the law um, when you walk into a polling location. But I ended up getting her ballot while dressed in a full purse, and it was absolutely hilarious. <laughs> it was my favorite video. What do they say when that sort of thing happens? I mean, do you ultimately tell them who you are? Well, I walked in and I gave them Huma Abedin's address because I knew where she lived. And then I said, Oh, I'm uh, I'm here to vote, and they ask you what's the name, and I say the name is Huma Abedin. You know, so like I said, you you don't um, you don't attribute it to yourself, and they were just like, yeah, well, you can vote, um, you can vote, you can definitely vote, and uh, there's not an issue. Here you go. Let's let me help you with this. And then once once they told me that I could vote and they offered me the ballot, I said, okay, well, I need to go talk to my husband Anthony and ask him if it's okay first. <laughs> And um, I said, I'll, I'll be back. I'll be back. Because, of course, you know, you, you cannot fill out the ballot. So that is illegal. What intrigues you about doing these undercover, high-profile sort of things? It's just really exciting. Um, you know, you get quite the adrenaline rush from doing it. And um, I, I really enjoy catching people off guard, admitting things that they would never admit to the public. Um, and... It's just really rewarding because when you see your stories, um, you know, impacting a national election or, you know, being talked about and people actually seeing uh, the hypocrisy and the lies and the fraud and the corruption of these officials and public figures, um, it's, it's just really rewarding work. I really enjoy it. Again, our guest is Laura Loomer. She's with Rebel Media, has a video out now about a run-in with Chelsea Clinton at a recent book signing went viral, picked up by Hannity, Milo, amongst others. What do you want to do now? What's your next step? Well, like I said before, um, I was mostly doing undercover with Project Veritas, and in my new role, I'll, I'll do some undercover work still, but I'm mostly um, you know, going to be doing like short-term stories, confrontations. I'm definitely going to continue to go after the Clintons and expose their hypocrisy, um, so they can expect that. And you know, just exposing issues, um, you know, regarding Islamic extremism, um, anti-Semitism, um, issues with the immigration system, uh, just just a lot of a lot of different topics, but focusing on corruption and fraud. I think the best part of your Chelsea Clinton video is the woman standing next to Chelsea when you say the name Juanita Broderick. Oh yeah, because she just like she didn't know how to respond, and her eyes are just frozen. Her eyes were frozen. She just couldn't believe what was happening. Laura, if people want to know more about you and your work with Rebel Media, how can they do that? Um, you can follow me on Twitter at Laura Loomer. Uh, follow the Rebel. Uh, go to their YouTube, um, their YouTube channel, their Twitter page, and follow, like, subscribe, and then you can, you know, have access. You can sign up for a Rebel Media subscription. Um, follow Ezra Levant for all of the. Uh, you know, the latest news on the Rebel. We're doing really great work all around the world. 
That was Laura Loomer of Rebel Media. Her interaction with Chelsea Clinton at a recent book signing has gone viral. It's all over the internet, asking her to sign the book for Juanita Broderick. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll speak with Grant Monahan. He's with the Indiana Retail Council. We'll talk about the state of retail business in Indiana. When we return, you're listening to Central Indiana Today. Participate in global diplomacy and bring the world to the Hoosier State and your home. AUSA is a top-tier nonprofit agency that matches exceptional high school students with qualified host families for a rewarding exchange experience that cultivates leadership skills, develops intercultural awareness, and enhances local families and communities. For more information about hosting a student or studying abroad, visit www.ayusa.org. That's www.ayusa.org or call 415 415- Two three one three eight seven one. That's four one five two three one three eight seven one. This is Amanda Johnson with Wiley's Brownsburg. Wiley's is a locally owned ice cream shop located at ten twenty two East Main Street in Brownsburg. We offer delicious ice cream cones, sundaes, shakes, malts, and bubble tea. Wiley's is open Sunday through Thursday, twelve thirty to nine. Friday and Saturday, 12 to 9.30. More information about our flavors and specialty Sundays can be found on our Facebook page or Instagram account by searching Wiley's Brownsburg. Wiley's is a proud supporter of Central Indiana Today. Go Bulldogs! This is Jody Harley with Brownsburg Academy. Brownsburg Academy provides child care for families with classes focusing on child development. Brownsburg Academy provides daily activity reports, progress reports, and monthly newsletters to parents. Our hours of operations are 6 a.m. to 6.30 p.m. Brownsburg Academy is located at 685 Patrick Place. More information can be found at brownsburgacademy.com or by calling 317-858-8033. Indiana Family Dentistry is located at 505 North Green Street in Brownsburg. Dr. Will Hine practices general and cosmetic dentistry with services ranging from veneers and whitening to implants and complete smile restorations. Indiana Family Dentistry's phone number is 852-5999 and website is infamilydentistry.com. Indiana Family Dentistry is a proud supporter of Hendricks County and Community Radio. You're listening to Central Indiana Today. I'm Rob Kendall. Thanks for joining us. Had a chance to sit down with Grant Monahan. He's the president of the Indiana Retail Council. I wanted to talk about the state of retail businesses in Indiana. Here's that conversation. Grant, thanks for being with us today. Good to be here. So tell us a little bit about the organization. Well, I'm president of the Indiana Retail Council. We're a statewide trade association that obviously, as our name implies, we represent retailers and provide government affairs representation for our members. So uh, first of all, I'm curious how Indiana's doing in terms of retail. Um, facing the same challenges that retailing's facing across the country. Uh, these are tough times for retailers as they continue to deal with uh, the explosive growth of, of online shopping. That's not going to go away. It's going to continue long into the future. And it's uh, really incumbent upon uh, retailers to meet that challenge as best they can. Grant, we've seen in H- Hendricks County, in particular Avon, places like Gordman's, H.H. Gregg, go out of business. What are some of the challenges retailers are facing as it relates to competing with online entities? 
Well, you know, it, 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 as younger shoppers uh, come online, uh, enter the enter the marketplace, they are very comfortable with online shopping. They like online shopping, and uh, and and they're turning to online shopping in greater numbers. And it's for brick and mortar retailers in the state. The challenge is how to how to meet that. Um, that competition. It's a new form of retail competition for brick and mortar stores. How can they, how can they face that? And for every retailer uh, in the state it, and across the country, frankly, it's, it's, a, it's a real challenge, uh, one that uh, retail executives face every day. I like going shopping. I like going to the stores. I enjoy touching stuff. People are, I'm like sort of guy, they say, hey, put that back. Don't touch that. Um, a lot of people still like me, or are more people getting out of that phase of the shopping experience. They are. They're very much at getting out of that, and um, they're comfortable with looking at merchandise online and placing their orders online, and if need be, returning that merchandise. There, there's an entire generation uh, of shoppers who are very comfortable with all of that, and um, I'm not one of them. Uh, but uh, I understand uh, what motivates those folks. And it's all about, I think, convenience. And, um, and for people, for all of us who are time-starved today, convenience means a great deal. And our guest, Grant Monahan, he's with the Indiana Retail Council. So let's talk a little bit about tax policy. Um, Indiana-wise, how is Indiana set up in terms of helping its retailers, creating an environment that, that's good to do business in? Well, the, Indiana is a, a good place to do business, as you know. Uh, the Indiana legislature over the years has uh, crafted uh, you know, opportunities for, for business. Our, our tax climate is good, as you know, the corporate income tax uh, has been phasing down that rate has been phasing down for a couple years and will phase down for a couple more years uh, so the corporate tax rate is is good uh, a few years ago the legislature repealed the inventory tax and the corporate gross receipts tax two very onerous taxes that impacted retailers in particular so to see those two taxes go away uh, was a, a significant shot in the arm for Indiana retailers, so I, th you know, I think um, in Indiana we've got a business climate here that works well for retailing. I don't think that's the challenge that retailers face. It's it's the uh, the demands that online retailing has created. Now, a lot of online retailers aren't subject to the same tax laws as brick and mortar stores are. I know. How do you guys compete with that? How do you try to leverage that? Well, that is a problem because uh, online retailers have a 7% advantage over brick-and-mortar stores because they're not re collecting or remitting the sales tax. Uh, brick-and-mortar stores are required to collect that tax and, and obviously do so. And, and for those brick-and-mortar stores that have an online presence, th they collect the sales tax because of their companies have a physical location here. So if you have a, if you're an online retailer, but you have a physical presence in Indiana, you are required to collect the sales tax. So for major retailers who are, um, who do have a presence here, their online um, arms are collecting and remitting sales tax. Now, now the legislature, to its credit, did pass legislation this year that will 
um, strongly encourage uh, online retailers who are not, who do not have a brick and mortar presence, and, and we will encourage them to begin to collect the sales tax, and hopefully we'll see that happen. What uh, can you go into a little bit of detail on that? What is that quote unquote encouragement? Well, like? it's um, it's it it gives the Department of Revenue the opportunity to sort of go after those online retailers and, and say, look, we know you're doing business here. We know you have a customer base here and we expect you to be collecting the sales tax. And hopefully that's enough of a nudge to get those online retailers to begin to collect sales tax. You know, Indiana loses anywhere between uh, at the minimum 80 to 150 million dollars a year in lost sales tax revenues because of online shopping and um, it's important that the state do all that it can to capture that revenue because that is a huge competitive advantage for them the online retailer could say buy our product it's a lot less by default right right so the hundred dollar sweater i buy at the mall at the end of the day, that transaction cost me $107. If I go online, that $100 sweater is just $100. All right, let's talk a little bit about federal tax policy. Um, one of the things I know that has been pushed out there is this border adjustment tax. Mm -hmm. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that? We've talked about it on the show before, but give us your interpretation of what it is and what you think it do to retail. Well, it's extraordinarily harmful to retail. Uh, retailing opposes the border adjustment tax. It's it's being kicked around in Washington as a way to raise new revenues as Congress looks at opportunities to reform the federal tax code, which is in desperate need of reform. As it attempts to do that, it needs to find new revenues to make up for lost revenues in, in the reform effort. And so uh, Speaker Ryan is, is, has been floating out this border adjustment tax idea, uh, which retailing opposes. It will essentially add uh, a 20% sales tax to uh, merchandise that is manufactured outside the U.S., and then sold in retail stores in in this country. And that would add to the price of the good when it's purchased at the Absolutely. store? Absolutely, yeah, very much so. So that's a 20% increase in the price of that merchandise, and uh, that, that works out to about $1,700 per family. President was a big supporter of this. Do you think he understands that? I don't know that the president is necessarily a supporter of this. I mean, he has made some general general comments about the border adjustment tax i don't think he's come out in support of it uh, many members of congress have come out against it uh, i i think frankly the uh, the concept is probably close to being on life support but it's nevertheless something we continue to fight and i mentioned he's a supporter of it because he talked about the idea of you can't make something in mexico and ship it over to america without some sort of penalty so while it's not exactly the same thing he has talked about this idea of increasing tariffs which would do sort of the same thing that you're talking about with the adjustment tax well yeah the president obviously wants to bring jobs to to america to the u.s he wants that those manufacturing facilities to be located in the u.s and, and then obviously then employ uh, Americans to work in those, those facilities. Uh, who can argue against that? Uh, but, but to impose a border adjustment tax on every consumer in this country to add 20% to, 
to uh, merchandise that's made in, outside the U.S. and brought in here is is a concept that retailing certainly can't support. You know, so much of the merchandise sold in retail stores today is manufactured outside of this country. Get our guest, uh, Grant Monahan with the Indiana Retail Council. Has the Congress, in particular Paul Ryan, this is sort of his baby, as you said, has he talked about where that revenue would go? Well, I presume it would go to offset the uh, reduction in the corporate income tax rate. You know, the, the U.S. has the highest corporate income tax rate of any developed nation, and uh, there's, there's a strong desire, which we certainly support, to reduce the corporate income tax rate. So when you reduce that rate from, what, 35% down to pick a number, I mean, I think Ryan's talking about 20%, I think the president wants to go to 15, whatever that final number is, when you reduce that corporate income tax rate, you need to make up that revenue somewhere, and, and that's like where the border adjustment tax comes into play. So you talked about reforming the tax code. Um, this obviously appears to be something you're in favor of, lowering the corporate rate. What else can the federal government do to help retail? Well, I think reducing the corporate income tax rate is, is a significant step that Congress can and should take to help retailing and, and every um, business in this country. And I think that will get at the president's goal of bringing jobs back to the U.S. If you can reduce the corporate income tax rate, it, it, that, that certainly gives uh, American corporations uh, more latitude to keep their facilities here or to expand their facilities here. And I, I think that's something all of us want. Grant, uh, just, just circle back here. If someone's looking at starting a retail operation, what are some of the things that they should consider in 2017? Uh, I would encourage them to think long and hard <laughs> about uh, getting into retailing. And it's not that I'm anti-retail. Obviously, I'm not. But uh, the challenges are significant. You need to know your marketplace, know your niche. What, what will your niche be? How can you best uh, use that niche to your business's advantage? You need to know your customer. Um, you need to be fully cognizant of the challenges that are faced today in the marketplace when it comes to uh, online shopping, which I think is clearly the biggest challenge a retailer face, faces. Grant, thanks for being with us today, and thanks for taking a few moments to talk about some of the big issues facing retail. Great. You're very welcome. Good to be with you today. Grant Monahan of the Indiana Retail Council. We'll take a quick break. More on the way next. You're listening to Central Indiana Today. Rob Kendall here, speaking with Donald James from Impact Youth Mentoring. Donald, what is Impact Youth Mentoring? Rob, we are a not-for-profit group pairing mentors with at-risk youth in Hendricks County and developing tomorrow's leaders. How long has Impact Youth been around and how many children have been impacted? We were formed in 2011 and have impacted more than 125 kids through our mentoring and after-school tutoring services. So how can folks get involved with Impact Youth? We are always in need of some good folks who are interested in becoming a mentor for children in Hendricks County who could use mentoring. And if someone wants more information... You can find us on Facebook by searching Impact Youth Mentoring or at our website, impactyouthmentoring.org. The UPS Store Brownsburg is located at 124 East Northfield Drive in Brownsburg. Their phone number is 858-1422. The UPS Store Brownsburg can handle your printing needs, including color, large format, and business cards. They also do blueprints, mailers, and invitations. Thanks to owner Tom Reese and all the folks at the UPS Store Brownsburg for supporting community radio in Hendricks County. 
You're listening to Central Indiana Today. I'm Rob Kendall. Thanks for joining us. Don't forget if you missed any part of today's show, whether it was my interview with Rebel Media's Laura Loomer or Grant Monahan of the Indiana Retail Council, you can check out either one anytime you want via podcast or on SoundCloud and iTunes. All you have to do is search Central Indiana Today, download the show right to your smartphone or tablet, go back and listen anytime you want. As always, the podcast presented by McDonald's. Until next time, I'm Rob Kendall saying have yourself a great evening. You've been listening to the Kevin Kersey Agency presents Central Indiana Today on 98.9 WYRZ. Made possible by the Kevin Kersey Agency. An archive of today's program can be heard at our website, wyrz.org. Tune in next time for another edition of the Kevin Kersey Agency presents Central Indiana Today with your host, Rob Kendall. This podcast of Central Indiana Today is brought to you by Figment 2 McDonald's. Stop by any of their stores in Avon, Brownsburg, Danville, Speedway, and 10th Street next to Ben Davis High School for great specials, including the two for two fifty and two for five dollars. They also have all day breakfast items, which now include biscuits and McGriddles. And coming soon to the Danville location, Wednesdays will be family night. Figment two McDonald's is a proud supporter of Central Indiana Today and WYRZ ninety eight point nine. Hello, this is Kevin Kersey. Since nineteen sixty eight our family has been helping customers with their insurance needs. We provide insurance coverage for life, home, auto, and recreational vehicles. And our phone number is 317-286-3481. The Kevin Kersey Agency can also be found on Facebook at The Kevin Kersey Agency or at our website, www.farmersagent.com forward slash kkersey. And you're always welcome to stop in at 480 East Northfield Drive, Suite 300 in Brownsburg. The Kevin Kersey Agency is a proud member of the Farmers Insurance Group. Participate in global diplomacy and bring the world to the Hoosier State and your home. AUSA is a top-tier nonprofit agency that matches exceptional high school students with qualified host families for a rewarding exchange experience that cultivates leadership skills, develops intercultural awareness, and enhances local families and communities. For more information about hosting a student or studying abroad, visit www.ayusa.org. Dot org. That's www.ayusa.org or call 415-231-3871. That's 415-231-3871. Hey, Hendricks County, this is radio and TV commentator Abdul Hakim Shabazz, the editor and publisher of IndyPolitics.org. It's a place where smart Hoosiers get their news. Although the state house is just a few miles away, we know sometimes it seems like a million miles. But you know what? When it comes to issues like road funding, schools, putting more Hoosiers to work, and fighting the drug epidemic, those issues hit close to home. That's why we want you to bookmark IndyPolitics.org. At IndyPolitics.org, we bring you in-depth comprehensive coverage of the big issues faced in Indiana. And we also bring you Indiana's newsmakers in their entirety. And here's what's even better. It doesn't cost you a thing. So pay us a visit. IndyPolitics.org. It's where smart Hoosiers get their news. This is Amanda Johnson with Wiley's Brownsburg. Wiley's is a locally owned ice cream shop located at 1022 East Main Street in Brownsburg. We offer delicious ice cream cones, sundaes, shakes, malts, and bubble tea. Wiley's is open Sunday through Thursday, 1230 to 9, Friday and Saturday, 12 to 930. More information about our flavors and specialty sundaes can be found on our Facebook page or Instagram account by searching Wiley's Brownsburg. Wiley's is a proud supporter of Central Indiana Today. Go Bulldogs! This is Jody Harley with Brownsburg Academy. Brownsburg Academy provides child care for families, 
with classes focusing on child development. Brownsburg Academy provides daily activity reports, progress reports, and monthly newsletters to parents. Our hours of operations are 6 a.m. to 6.30 p.m. Brownsburg Academy is located at 685 Patrick Place. More information can be found at brownsburgacademy.com or by calling 317-858-8033. The UPS Store Brownsburg is located at 124 East Northfield Drive in Brownsburg. Their phone number is 858-1422. The UPS Store Brownsburg can handle your printing needs, including color, large format, and business cards. They also do blueprints, mailers, and invitations. Thanks to owner Tom Reese and all the folks at the UPS Store Brownsburg for supporting community radio in Hendricks County. Rob Kendall here speaking with Donald James from Impact Youth Mentoring. Donald, what is Impact Youth Mentoring? Rob, we are a not-for-profit group pairing mentors with at-risk youth in Hendricks County and developing tomorrow's leaders. How long has Impact Youth been around and how many children have been impacted? We were formed in 2011 and have impacted more than 125 kids through our mentoring and after-school tutoring services. So how can folks get involved with Impact Youth? We are always in need of some good folks who are interested in becoming a mentor for children in Hendricks County who could use mentoring. And if someone wants more information? You can find us on Facebook by searching Impact Youth Mentoring or at our website, impactyouthmentoring.org. Indiana Family Dentistry is located at 505 North Green Street in Brownsburg. Dr. Will Hine practices general and cosmetic dentistry with services ranging from veneers and whitening to implants and complete smile restorations. Indiana Family Dentistry's phone number is 852-5999 and website is infamilydentistry.com. Indiana Family Dentistry is a proud supporter of Hendricks County and Community Radio.